0: brother we are uh, on this is the kingdom project podcast hey what man
1: uh, and we are just enjoying the california yes sunshine yes in the warm weather yes We're loving it definitely
0: we are in my dining room as where we always meet um so uh it's a place where uh we could sit down and sup and very symbolic to uh to eat so wherever you're at we join you to eat with us um the bread the bread that we're we've been given so um just a little bit of of our last episode we're going to be uh building more off on that last episode and laying (coughs) some foundational scriptures like you were saying um before we went on air um, but just a little bit of a recap to our last episode, we talked about the seven dispensations of, of God's economy, um, being the first one, innocence then conscious, uh, human government, promise, law, grace, and then the seventh being kingdom. So um, and then you touched on the beginning is the end of something. I'm just reading from my notes. So um, I'm going to let Ernie take it away because I'm sure he's yeah. filled with a lot of things. So, Well, I, I'm
1: just so grateful today. Yeah. Um, you know, thankful for our listeners um, and those who support us and pray for us. Um, just wanted to also just remind people that uh, even though uh, our last podcast, we... We shared a lot of information, right? but our true goal is formation, mm. spiritual formation. Mm. We're not about trying to just give out doctrine or theology, but we're praying for our listeners um, that they would be built up, they would mm. grow, they would develop, um, and they would receive life And experience and enjoy Christ Mm -hmm. because that is the true goal, I think, of God. And we want to align with His goals. Um, So we're praying that the Kingdom Project podcast would accomplish what God is sending it to do in the lives of our listeners and those that tune in. And so we speak that and declare that blessing over you and ask Holy Spirit. To accomplish that, because it's not something can be done right. uh, in the natural, um, with human, um, you know, ability and intelligence and uh, just reasoning. Um, I was reading recently about Paul the Apostle, mm. and uh, he was sharing his testimony in the scriptures, and he talks about how the gospel that he carried and that he preached was a revealed gospel Mm. that he hadn't learned it from the other apostles in those days it wasn't until three years later that he came out of the desert Mm. and he met with Peter and uh, and James and uh, began to connect Uh, but God had revealed the gospel to him Yeah and so there's a there's a difference when we just get information
0: right right
1: um
0: it's a different type of knowing
1: it's it's a deeper knowing um it is a uh it's it's transformative so this is what we we're praying the holy spirit will shed light on your listening and on our speaking Mm -hmm because if he does, then it's going to touch your spirit, not just your soul, not just your mind, not just your intellect or your reasoning. That's good, Uh, but we know that um, the spirit, um, according to Corinthians, is the one who reveals the deep things of God, the things that God has prepared for us um, that we don't know anything about. But when we call upon the name of the Lord, according to Jeremiah 33, uh, verse 3, those things that are hidden, that are fenced in sometimes, uh, begin to be revealed and opened up to us mm-hmm. from the Spirit of God. And so I, I'm praying that that's what we would uh, encounter and experience together uh, because when, when that happens, It takes you to a whole nother level. And it doesn't happen just by listening to a podcast Mm. or a speaker. It does. Uh, But there are times where you can enter in Mm. to receive um, your own personal revelation. Mm. So we have the book of Revelations, which is the revelation of the Apostle John. But I remember being challenged and being questioned one time as to what is your revelation? What is God revealing to you? And uh, that's a great question and a challenge because if you're hungry and if you pursue and seek God and His kingdom first, you uh, have access to the throne of God to uh, search out a matter, and and then when you experience, you know the uh, unfolding of insight and illumination that God can bring to us, it's just amazing. It's just phenomenal, um, and the reality of God comes into your being in a much deeper level, uh, and then all of a sudden it's like turning the light on you know the shadows start disappearing and you're comforted and you're encouraged i don't know who i'm speaking to today (laughs) as joseph and i meet together um, but obviously god has something for you personally and your level of expectation needs to increase and be ready uh, for god to not just show up as you're listening to a podcast but when you meet with him, mm. when you open the, the book, uh, because there's so much truth and depths and layers of it. Uh, so y- you have to learn how to read between the lines mm. and yeah. not just be satisfied um, with the, the logos of the word, that's good, but much, much more. So I pray that your appetite is wet and uh, that you're ready to receive more from him because um, he has a a vault full of hidden manna and wisdom for those that are growing and maturing and uh, continue to be diligent, you know, to seek him. So blessings to everyone. Amen. Um, We are going to be focusing today on Daniel 9. Okay. 24 through 27 because we're picking up where we left off last week and we want to talk about the 70 weeks of daniel and i have to give you a concept or some foundational kind of uh, equipment or tools uh, as we look at these verses okay so first of all uh, looking at the 70 weeks of daniel uh, they're speaking about what was being declared or determined, uh, concerning Israel and Jerusalem, God's people. Okay. And so as we go into it, we need to understand that there's a format that's being used. So many Bible students learn the science of interpreting the Bible. and. The term that's used for that is hermeneutics. And uh, those are kind of restrictions or they're kind of laws or um, definitely uh, methods to help correctly interpret the scripture. And so um, like one of them I can mention is called uh, the law of first mention. There are uh, things in the Bible that you read, uh, especially in the book of Genesis that are seeds, mm. okay um, of you know the beginnings of things that you find throughout the whole Bible. And so the law of first mention uh, can happen where, like you see the first time worship is mentioned, uh, the first time a holiness is mentioned, or different topics or subjects. And so it's a key in, in studying the whole Bible. Mm. Um, and so there's also second mention, uh, third mention, but f- the law of first mention is a, is a key um, to re- to realize and, and begin to understand. Um, so, but today what I want to talk about is a concept that's about the beginning and the end are the same. Mm-hmm. So think about that phrase, the beginning and the end are the same. Okay. And that has a lot to do with hermeneutics, uh, but especially the structure of the scriptures. Um, So there are things in the beginning, Genesis, that you find throughout the Bible, but also at the end in Revelations, right? Okay, it's not just a coincidence because the Bible's divinely arranged. Mm-hmm. Don't ever forget. Yeah. It is divinely arranged. So God doesn't waste anything. Every little detail in it is on purpose. Wow. And it is part of the, the whole puzzle. Okay, so um, we know the beginning and the end to be the Alpha and the Omega.
0: Right.
1: Um, And you find the Alpha and Omega, especially in Revelations. But you discover that the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega is a person. Mm -hmm. It's Christ. So Christ is the beginning and the end. And in fact, Christ was in the beginning, already present and existent. Uh, you can read that in John 1.1 1, 1 and further, okay, right. where you discover the pre-existence of Christ and not only Christ, but the church who was created in Christ, mm. which is a whole nother podcast, <laughs> okay? Yeah. But as we're talking about this, I'm gonna use the term the beginning and the end is the same. In other words, you find the devil in the beginning in Genesis and you find him in Revelations in the end. Right. Uh and other things. Uh, the garden, the river, okay. There's things that you see, trees, uh, different things, okay. Um, and and so this is something we want to apply to Daniel 9, 24 through 27. Um, because there are things there that they're using in each verse of these 70 weeks that are being described with that format in mind, a beginning and the end or a first and the last. But when we're looking at it in these verses, what we're going to discover is the beginning or the first is, reco- is, is um, signifying or it's addressing the first coming of Christ and the last the second coming of Christ mm-hmm. so keep it in mind as we look at the ver- at the verses it's speaking about the beginning and the end the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ okay uh, am I clear so
0: far so far maybe if i see an example it will become clearer okay so so
1: really what I'm describing is something we've studied before. If you've been following our podcast, mm. it's called a prophetic perspective. Mm. Do you remember what I a do. prophetic perspective is?
0: I don't know, remember the exact definition, but I remember you mentioning that in okay. a couple podcasts.
1: Okay, so we used an analogy for prophetic pers- perspective in looking at the mountains. And uh, how, when you see the mountains, especially a mountain range.
0: Right, it looks closer than it actually is. Each
1: mountain looks like they're right on top of each other, right next to each other. Right. But many times between mountains, there's a valley. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a distance. And you find out they're not as close as you thought they were. Yeah. And prophetically speaking, some things that were declared uh announced prophesied in the old testament or to speak forth is what prophecy is about okay um they had a prophetic perspective they were for that day you know or or that era Mm -hmm. but also had also an application or also relevant to a a distance and a time era down the road many years uh, to even today so we want to keep that in mind okay because uh, we're looking at some very um, timely things because we're supposed to be able to discern the times and the seasons and the eras uh, that we're in and so so thinking about that why don't we just first of all look at daniel 9:24 through 27 and okay. then we'll break it down
0: okay so the 70 weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression to put an end to sin and to atone for iniquity to bring in everlasting righteousness to seal both vision and profit and to anoint anoint a most holy place Know therefore and understand that from the going out of the world to restore and build Jerusalem to the coming of an anointed one, a prince, there shall be seven weeks. Then for sixty-two weeks it shall be built again with squares and moat, but in a troubled time. And after the sixty-two weeks an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing And the people of the prince, who is to come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood, and to the end there shall be war. Desolations are decreed, and he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week. And for half of the week he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abomination shall come one who makes desolate, until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator."
1: Wow. All right. It's packed. So (laughs) just a little bit of background for this particular 70 weeks of Daniel. If you go to the verses before it, Uh um, you see that this is Daniel and the angel Gabriel is talking to him. Oh, wow. So Daniel's been fasting and seeking for understanding of a vision he was given, and uh, you know Daniel had some tremendous visions, and and God gave him the revelation of many of those, um, and, and so we we ha- we have the privilege and the honor to have them here yeah, yeah. and be able to see and to hear firsthand or secondhand, will maybe um what was happening so looking at verse 22 it says and he informed me and talked with me and said oh daniel i have now come forth to you to give you skill to understand Mm -hmm. at the beginning of your supplications the command went out and i have come to tell you for you are greatly beloved Mm -hmm. therefore consider the matter and understand the vision I love that because yeah. today God considers us considers you as beloved okay. you are his beloved and he's yours in Proverbs 25 verse 2 it says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter but is the glory, it is the glory of kings to search a matter out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could park right there and just have a selah, a moment right. of meditation, and just think about that verse. Because many times we don't recognize and realize, first of all, the glory of God, but also that we are kings. And we are living in the days of the kings. And that's why God is unfolding more revelation right now. Mm. And we're receiving more insight than before. Right. It's, it's beginning to, you know, expand. And he's expounding more of it by his spirit to his kings, to his mm. beloved, who are searching, seeking, uh, right. you know, a matter yeah. to understand and to get wisdom. God says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Right. And God who won't withhold and, you know, doesn't, you know, um, he gives liberally, okay? He will pull things out of his vault.
0: Right.
1: Um, and transfer them and bring them to you to understand things that we haven't understood before. So that's one thing we need to encourage each other in, is yes, you may know some things you may have studied. You may even be a scholar. You may even have been a teacher, Mm. a preacher. Um, I had to recognize and realize that no matter what my educational background is and my experience and what I had learned, I had to come humbly before God and realize there's so much more. Mm. That I don't know, that I want to be open to receive right. because of the times that we're in. Mm-hmm. And so it's never a waste of time to seek the Lord and to get understanding and wisdom from Him. It's what I call a royal waste of time.
0: Royal waste of time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but because it's for royalty. Yeah. And that's how he sees you. That's how he sees us. Because he has created us and he has called us and he's chosen us and predestined us wow. to reign with him, to rule over our dominion and territory and yeah. life. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. So we are considering the matter and the vision to get true understanding and knowledge and revelation from the Spirit of God. Okay, so in Daniel 9, 24 through 27, there are six things that are being declared in verse, I believe, 24. Okay, remember the beginning and the end are the things that are being declared in these verses. Okay, and I said the beginning and the end were the first coming and the second coming of Christ. So in Ecclesiastes, I'm not sure what, maybe you can look it up, Ecclesiastes chapter seven, I believe, I think it's verse eight. Um, Because we're focusing on this format, what does it say, Joseph?
0: Uh, in my translation it says better is the end of a thing than its beginning and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit wow <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Wow. so that's
1: like putting a capstone on just what I was speaking about yeah. Okay. the people that get the glory and the revelation of God are not proud people you cannot receive the nuggets the revelation okay if you think you know it all right if you're proud yeah that's why we don't get it right, right if you're wondering how come i don't get revelation how come i don't get insight what well what's your attitude yeah okay you know are are, are you just person that's you know full of pride because you got to humble yourself and acknowledge God that you know compared to him our understanding and knowledge and limited (laughs) it's nothing
0: yeah
1: right and and so yeah so that's a key for us but notice it said there that the, the the end of a matter is better than the beginning of the matter so even though the beginning and the end are the same yet the end End is better better because it's the conclusion it's the consummation of a thing that's why it's better and and so um that's why the second coming of christ is better than the first coming of christ the first coming of christ was powerful it was awesome it was amazing but you ain't seen nothing yet right Because the second coming, the imminent return of Christ, is is near. And so, um, we need to realize that it's bringing a conclusion. Mm. A consummation to an age. And because in order for a a new dispensation to be released the old one has to die away die away
0: yeah
1: wow right so let's look at verse 25 verse 25 it says know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build jerusalem until messiah okay is that what yours says
0: mine says anointed one
1: anointed one is the same for Messiah. messiah right okay um the prince there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublesome times okay so this declaration is being made that's going to include six things Okay. And um, they are speaking in the format of the beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at that. Okay. And break it down. So you can see here the verse 25. Did we read 24?
0: We did not.
1: Okay. Read 24.
0: Okay. Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression. To put an end to sin and to atone for iniquity to bring in everlasting righteousness to seal both vision and profit and to anoint a most holy place
1: okay so there we we announced those six things last time if you remember okay uh let, let's just let's just repeat them again okay so The six things are to finish the transgression, to make an end of sin, to make atonement for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, to anoint the most holy place. To finish the transgression, to make an end of sin, to make atonement for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, to anoint the most holy place. That's what we introduced, I believe, the last podcast that we did. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. And so those are the six things, okay, that we're looking at. Um, and, and so... The, the cause of the vision that Daniel had, okay, in the first year of his reign, Daniel, according to verse 2, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord. Uh, and that was through Jeremiah the prophet. So Daniel actually got his information from Jeremiah, wow. another major prophet, wow. right? um and and that he would accomplish or that God would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem okay so that's taken from Jeremiah 25 verse 11 and 12 where Daniel was reading Jeremiah's prophecy right and from Jeremiah's prophecy he got the 70 weeks of Daniel okay That's a key. Right. You can see, all right, that God, He speaks in the scriptures that He never does anything without first revealing them to His prophets. Man. Don't ask me why, (laughs) but that's how God chooses to do it.
0: Right.
1: He uses His prophets many times to see what he's about to do or what's coming the coming attractions of the holy spirit if you will right amen
0: does he still use prophets today to
1: that's a great question maybe we might want to ask our listeners yeah that question yeah because that's a controversial question is it does god still use prophets today Or is there no longer any true prophets that God uses to reveal what he's doing, to speak for God? Because that's what a prophet does. They speak for God. In the Old Testament, you see them. Everybody agrees there's prophets in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, it's very controversial.
0: Because in the New Testament, I think about like how he breathed on all his disciples. So technically, we all carry the Spirit of God, you know? Okay. I don't know. Something to ponder.
1: Yeah. So if we all carry the Spirit of God, what is that saying?
0: We all have the power to speak on behalf of God.
1: Okay. So we all have... Um, the power which uh, uh, by the way power can mean authority authority not right. just like power like strong, strong strength yeah. right okay so we all have uh, the power the authority to speak right right to prophesy
0: prophesy
1: um and so so you you can go deeper into that question because is everyone who prophesies a prophet? Right. Right? right. Or is a prophet a person? Not just the act of prophesying. Mm. Because um, when you study more the New Testament, okay, Um, because the Old Testament is a shadow of, a type of, a figure of, reality, reality. Wow. and we today have the real deal mm-hmm. we don't have anymore just a shadow of it or a type or a figure of it and we have the real reality of what was you know um, experienced and exemplified in the Old Testament those are what we call the pictures, pictures yeah. all those pictures are a type of what's real today Israel, is a picture of church. the church today, right. and what Israel went through was for an example for us to learn from. Um, so when we look at them, and they're still Israel today, right. okay, not just in the Old Testament, right. but but so um, it's it's an eye opener, it's a game changer, and yeah. how you approach the Bible. That's why I said we need to to really. Yeah. Uh, develop hermeneutics and and mm-hmm. the ability and the skills to accurately interpret scriptures to get a pure word. Right.
0: It's almost like a mystical type of way to read the Bible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because God will never contradict himself.
0: Right, right.
1: And so we have to have those tools, we need that help when we're trying to discern what mm-hmm. the Lord is speaking, what he's saying. But the question about prophets today um, is is very uh, challenging because there are cessationists today that do not believe that those uh, gifts, if you will, they call them gifts, mm. okay, from the spirit um, are necessary or needed today. They're no longer being used because now we have what they call sola scriptura.
0: Mm.
1: We have the final word. So God's not speaking anymore. So, everything you need to know is in the book. Got it. Because God sent his son, the Word. And so he is the last say and the last word on everything. And there's truth to that. Okay? But uh, when you study the scriptures in the New Testament, you discover that uh, there were prophets, there were, of course, pastors teachers evangelists apostles another controversial term okay or function in the body of Christ Mm -hmm. which were all gifts uh, that are called uh, gifts of ascension when Mm -hmm. Christ ascended he gave gifts what gifts did he give Ephesians chapter Mm 4 he gave apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers um and they're listed other places as well and then you see them after Christ um operating in the early church there were prophets in the New Testament um so not just the ones who wrote the books in the Bible right uh uh, apostles and prophets and so uh so I personally believe there are prophets today Mm -hmm. um that we do have an ability to um prophesy okay and and speaking for god but also speaking forth god Mm. because um, in the old testament uh prophets and those that god called and selected for specific assignments right um tasks if you will um, the Holy Spirit would come upon them, so they were like a hotel. Oh. <laughs> and then, after the Holy Spirit would come upon them and they would prophesy or they would accomplish something like even demonstrations of power and strength or, or miracles or whatever, the Holy Spirit would leave them,
0: leave right.
1: But we're no longer hotels, right? Like now, dwelling place, yeah, now we're. We're homes, we're houses, we're God's abode. The Holy Spirit now abides in us. Mm. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit is within us. And it's the Spirit that reveals, like I was mentioning to you earlier, the, th- the, the things that eye has not seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. Right. By His Spirit, though, He reveals them to us. Right the things that God has prepared us even the deep things of God (laughs) hello and so prophesying is speaking and the spirit of God is a speaking spirit he loves to manifest he's a manifesting he likes to reveal Christ Mm. and explains the words of Christ to us so there's so much there with that one question about are there prophets today yes there is and that's why also the bible is full of warnings beware of false False prophets prophets. well if there are false prophets there must be true prophets prophets, yeah i mean it only makes sense i mean and and so um i don't encourage anybody to go around calling themselves prophets Mm. okay or apostles or all the the different offices or uh, gifts or whatever you call those functions because Mm -hmm. there's different terms for them okay but they're definitely available to the body of christ today and they have a purpose and fulfilling the administration Mm -hmm. and economy of god
0: which should be the only purpose Yeah, yeah and
1: and we know our model is jesus right right? so we want to be like christ we want to be his twin was he a prophet did he prophesy was he an apostle was he an evangelist yeah those those five things things are expressions of christ
0: right (laughs) right he was the first apostle
1: and they're necessary (laughs) uh, when i say to fulfill the administration and economy of god They are necessary let me put it in different terms Mm. to build up to mature to perfect to equip the saints the body of christ so i don't know how some people come to you know the conclusion that they don't think we need prophets anymore because christ gave them Us, the church, they're necessary to help us um, develop and come to the fullness, the stature of Christ, and the unity of the faith. So, somewhere along the line, they feel like because Christ came, the perfect one, um, that they're no longer necessary anymore, Um, they're childish that you don't need in your life and I think we're doing a disservice when we begin to um, try to uh, fit in you know God's um, uh, what do you call it uh, his pattern for us right. the pattern that the Lord left for us oh, yeah so that's a challenge though mm-hmm. so listeners if you're hearing us and uh, you have insight or something you'd like to add sure, or yeah. question uh, please do
0: yeah reach out to us uh,
1: especially those of you that i just learned from joseph that are on spotify yeah if you're listening to this or those of you who are listening to it and you want to get in contact with us uh, we would really appreciate any kind of feedback. Definitely. Um, and and hear from you our yeah. listeners so great question though uh, all right. right so um we were we were looking at daniel and how he used jeremiah right. and jeremiah's prophecy okay and we're speaking about the beginning and the end um and so when we look at these verses um You can look at uh, verse 25 I mentioned. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Um, The street shall be built uh, again and the wall even in troublesome times. And then it says and after the 62 weeks messiah will be cut off but not for himself and the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city the same uh i'm sorry the same let's see i can't read my own spiritual handwriting (laughs) Uh, my
0: translation says city and sanctuary
1: yes the sanctuary uh, and the sanctuary, the end of it sh- uh, shall be with a flood, uh, and till the end of the war, uh, desolations are determined. Okay, so when we look at, look at verse 26, okay? Okay. So after the 62 weeks is the key. So Daniel's being given groups of weeks. That's why it's a little confusing, okay? Right um the way some translations you know communicate it in verse 26 we're looking at a group of 62 weeks okay and that is a key um to the first coming okay okay so what is being declared is that there's going to be a time where um there's going to be a desolation of Jerusalem right it's going to be destroyed.
0: destroyed
1: but there's going to come a period where there's a restoration okay so when we look at it um, the the first time that it was destroyed was by Nero after Christ he's the prince that's being mentioned there. Uh-huh. It's Nero, remember yeah. Nero? Yeah, yeah. Who persecuted the Christians and he had them tortured, right, right and killed um, in Rome, I believe, right? And, right. But he was u- used to destroy Jerusalem, okay? And, and so uh, every verse that we read is speaking about the beginning, the first coming, and the end, the second coming so the messiah is killed during the first coming so you see that okay mentioned where it says verse 26 and after the 62 weeks messiah will be cut off killed okay but not for himself and it's a picture of the cross
0: right right
1: way back in daniel's day
0: dang and this is daniel's written prior to christ even coming
1: yeah, years. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so that's why I'm saying if you start looking at the verses differently, you're going to see the pictures, okay? <laughs> and so <Yeah. clears throat> the beginning, the first coming of Christ is mentioned because it's talking about the Messiah being cut off, going to the cross, okay, and dying for us. Mm and then um, the second coming is mentioned because it says and the prin- and the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city um, and the sanctuary the end of it shall be with a flood and until the end of the war of desolation are determined okay so the second part is about the antichrist being raised it is a type of antichrist okay that's going to take place and raise up okay that daniel was being explained and began to understand what the vision was about okay and so um these verses are very powerful they're packed okay and um you read in verse 27 then he shall be then then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week now here's why i'm breaking it down to beginning and the end the first coming the second Mm -hmm. coming because many interpret this as you look at verse 27 as that being the antichrist okay but it's not um then he shall confirm the uh, covenant with many for one week okay And we're going to talk about what those weeks stand for in a little while. Okay. And it says, but in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. So, when did sacrificing animals and offerings end? When
0: Christ was crucified. When
1: Christ was crucified. Right. This first part of the verse is the beginning, the first coming of Christ. He is the prince with the covenant in the middle of the week because it's a picture of christ for three and a half years okay one week equals seven years well that's according to the scriptures okay Uh, so whenever you see that and he's mentioning a group of weeks one week represents seven years Mm -hmm. okay so in the middle of the week is three and a half years. And so Christ, he entered into his ministry when he was here for three and a half years with his disciples. And then he was crucified. That leaves another three and a half years right. okay, left in that week. Right. But here, the beginning, the first coming is mentioned. Okay, uh, so and then you look, keep going, and it says, and he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of a of abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out. The de- poured out the desolate. So that's the second coming. Coming of Christ. Okay, that's where we're seeing okay, the last, okay, being revealed, okay, or explained, declared, okay, so there will be an Antichrist that arises, and he will raise himself up, and that's who's being pictured there, okay, in 27, so the one who confirms a covenant is the Lord, not the Antichrist, and many, many scholars and I'm telling you now okay Christians believers think that that's talking about the antichrist mm-hmm. in verse 27 at the beginning and it's not okay the lord is the one okay in the middle of the week in the middle of the week
0: and then where is the antichrist the second
1: I, part of the verse
0: okay so on the wing of abomination shall come yes one and the one is being is the Antichrist.
1: That's the last three and a half years. Right. So the first three and a half years is the Lord. The second three and a half years is the Antichrist. Okay. Okay. And we know there's going to be trouble when he shows up and what's right. going to happen. Take right. place in those three and a half. We call it the Great tribu- Great tribulation. tribulation. Right. Okay. Um, so in the middle of the week, okay, the Lord half his uh, week his ministry three and a half years okay and the other three and a half years for the end Mm -hmm. which is when the antichrist shows up after the cross there was no more isn't that crazy there was no more sacrifices right or offerings why why then why after christ died did israel stop offering animals and sacrifices because Christ was the, the ultimate sacrifice ultimate sacrifice right. for all of mankind not for himself he died for mankind for the sins of the world wow. and there was no longer any more he's the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world there's no more lambs needed to be sacrificed
0: so jews to this day don't sacrifice at all no even though they don't recognize Jesus as the messiah yes wow that's crazy
1: so they stopped yeah it's it's like right i mean <laughs> that's a sailor in itself yeah um and then the the last three and a half years our desolation poured out okay um and and that's when we we see that the antichrist is going to show up okay um but we're going to go in depth to these and really break it down and look at it more deeply okay okay um one of the things that's happening with um daniel that he received insight from jeremiah the prophet i like jeremiah the prophet okay and he had tremendous insight so jeremiah was prophesying when they were in captivity in babylon Mm -hmm. okay and uh he received uh detailed instructions during that time okay so i want to share them with you okay in jeremiah 29 verse 5 through 7 it's a very familiar portion of scripture you're going to recognize it when i get to um, the end and share verse 11 with you but it says uh, this is jeremiah speaking to israel that's in captivity in babylon okay it says build houses and dwell in them Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, so that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there and not diminished, and seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive, and pray to the Lord for it, for in its peace... You will have peace. You imagine he's instructing Israel who's been taken captive. They've destroyed, right? right. Jerusalem. Exiled. They're exiled. Right. And here's Jeremiah prophesying instructions to what they were supposed to do while they're in captivity in a foreign land. And he's telling them these detailed, right? instructions for them to carry out and even to the point where hey be a blessing where you are pray for peace over the city you're in because it's going to come back to you and you're going to have peace right. you know these are their enemies
0: right right
1: and it's a crazy picture that's taking <laughs> place there and and you know if you follow that chapter it goes to Jeremiah 29, where the Lord says, And I know the thoughts that I have about you. Thoughts of peace, thoughts of prosperity, right, right. thoughts, good thoughts, not to harm you, to protect right. you. This is what God was speaking through Jeremiah. Right, right. I've got these plans for you, and I've got these thoughts for you, okay, and um, I'm going to give you a hope that's real, and you're going to seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will let you find me, and you're going to pray to me, and I'm going to answer. That's what God is speaking to us today. As we're studying and we want to learn more about the 70 weeks of Daniel and Matthew 24 and 25, uh, we need to be reminded of that today. Mm. Okay, that God has specific instructions for us, even in the middle of sometimes being exiled in this world yeah. that we live in. Right. And understanding He knows the thoughts He has. He's got plans for you. There are plans of a future, unexpected end. Um, sometimes we feel like we're abandoned and mm. we're just left right. on our own at the mercy of what's going on right. all around
0: us. Orphaned. Orphaned. Orphaned spirit, yeah.
1: But the Lord is showing us, even as the pictures in the Old Testament are coming, becoming vibrant and alive to us mm. today, that He knows exactly what He's got planned for you. He knows what he's prepared. And he's going to help bring you into your promised land, land. your inheritance to enjoy and to experience the life of Christ and to eat honey out of a rock and to get... uh, oil anointing oil out of flinty rock and milk and honey and these descriptive words you know of the riches of christ that we have available to us today Uh, i just want to encourage our listeners because many times when you're facing bills you're facing how to figure it out you know how do i make it work how do I become whatever, right. accomplish and be, and all of that? Understand that God knows everything that he's purposed and planned for your future. Yeah.
0: Logically, it sounds scary. It
1: yeah. does. If, because it's a faith walk. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But we can get encouraged by looking at the scriptures. Because mm-hmm. that's what they're meant to do. Mm -hmm. They're meant to encourage us. And we need a lot of encouragement. I don't know about you, but um, uh, we have to be vulnerable and Mm -hmm. acknowledge. I need help, Lord. I'm not doing good or this is not working. I'm Mm -hmm. trying, but I must not be in alignment with what you intend Mm -hmm. intend for me. So help me get a clear picture and a clear word, a vision for my marriage, a vision for the future, my family, you know, that governs my mind, that aligns with the purpose of the kingdom that you created me for. What is it? So that I function and operate out of that identity. Everything else is not Um, your true identity okay it wants to tell you that's who you are but that isn't it right even just today's talk about being kings yeah or prophets
0: right
1: you know or or people that house god and have his spirit dwelling in us that's like babylonian to us it's like a foreign language right. it doesn't sometimes compute that right. I, that's not how i see myself i don't mm-hmm. wake up feeling like that
0: <laughs> yeah it's those thoughts man right uh, unworthiness you know that we're not worthy enough to yes experience and taste and see what the lord is
1: i'm not holy know. enough
0: yeah yeah
1: right yeah i mean that that's speaking reality okay? yeah where we it's live. It's very real. Very it's, real. Yeah. It's very real. Yeah. And that's why we we take time to recognize, um, to be prepared for the coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. It isn't about just living a life that you are totally um, living in a cave and removed from what's going on in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. It touches us, it impacts us, but it doesn't define us,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? So, I think it's beautiful. And um, the basis of the coming of Christ in Daniel is the reason Christ has to return. So, when we're looking at all of this, why does does Christ even have to come a second time, okay? What's the purpose? And it really is truly to conclude because remember the second, the right. you know, last is better than the first, first. because it's the conclusion. Yeah. The it's consummation. Cons- so what is it concluding? What is the you know, consummation? It it's the consummation of the glorification process. Wow. <laughs> he has to come back. Okay, for our glorification for us to be glorified okay to complete the process of salvation that we've been given mm-hmm. so i i created 3p's to remind me of the reality of what god is doing in his economy and his administration and the purpose for his return so the first p is predestination the second P is purification and the third P is personification mm. so the first one is uh, predestination and for predestination I have to keep reminding myself Romans eight thirty, mm. that God uh, you have to wrestle with this issue but you must go into it and Ask God to reveal to you the reality of predestination. Romans 8.30 is very key. And when you read it, we've read it several times on our Mm -hmm. podcast. The emphasis is how you and I have been predestined by God. Right. Okay. It's not just a matter of choice. Not our choice. We didn't even choose God. He chose us.
0: us. Go ahead and read that verse for those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and those whom he predestined he also called and those whom he called he also justified and those whom he justified he also glorified
1: so there it is okay right and you'll notice the last one is glorified glorification okay um and and so purification is found in ephesians 4 1 through 5. ephesians 4 1 through 5. let's
0: look at that Ephesians 4 1 through 5 says i therefore a prisoner for the lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called
1: is what we're sitting in right now, okay? Uh, it, it's amazing to me, right? right. That um, God, and, and you have to wear this, okay? Called me. He called you. You're the called hmm. of the Lord. He called you. And, and we don't get that. Okay, that's why the predestination reality is really key and important for us to really sit in and absorb that I'm a chosen one. I'm a called one. It doesn't matter what I did, who I was, where I was born, whatever happened, all that. God called me. Even before I was born, Mm -hmm. He knew me. Even while I was being formed in my mother's womb, he'd already chosen and predestined me. That reality is huge. God doesn't make mistakes. He knows who belong to him. And you're his. And he's yours. And he loves you. He doesn't want to just use you. Right. That's transactional. He just loves you. Right. And He has purpose. And, purpose. Yes. Right. And loves to partner with you. And it's a reality that these peace, the predestination of God, the purification of God that we're sitting in, mm. because we're called, we need to walk According to our calling Mm -hmm. Walk Walk in it Wear it Mm -hmm. You're not just An average person That's why I said You're a king You're a co-priest And co-king With Christ Mm -hmm. And we have royalty We're a chosen generation A royal priesthood A holy nation A peculiar people Treasure to him That's
0: right If we could just grasp that you know
1: right and the the third p personification i used that term nobody uses that term but i used it
0: persona i felt like
1: the lord gave it to me wow. because he's going to um, we are going to be christ personified we're going to become his twin mm. that's the goal And literally, we're going to receive the same body that he has in his glorified state. Because he's a man, but he's a glorified man. And we are going to become glorified people. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be like angels. I don't know what it's going to feel like or look like or whatever, but the, the glorification that is the final stage of salvation the consummation is the purpose why christ has to return he has to come back and and that is something that we look forward to that's the blessed hope of the believer Mm. that we know one day we will be transfigured and uh every man who has that hope in him purifies himself yeah. so he can see him. Yeah. That's 1 John 3. You know, Beloved, what manner of love the Father's given unto us that we should be called children, children of God. God. Yeah. Right? And and we don't know what we're going to look like, but we know when we see him, we're going to be like him. <laughs> and everyone, every person who has this hope inside of him purifies himself so he can see him because only the pure in heart will see God. Wow. There's a purification that's taking place this side of eternity that we're walking through that is taking care of our spirit, our soul and our body. Wow. That's 1 Thessalonians 5:23. Mm. He is able to do it and he will do it. He will complete the work that he's begun in you until the day of Jesus Christ. You cannot make it happen. I can't make it happen yeah. he's doing it through the journey that we're on everything we're facing and walking through is getting us ready for his return
0: purification yeah right
1: our role cooperate
0: cooperate daily. surrender daily yeah yeah but it's yeah. hard it's hard for sure
1: we yeah. seek what does that mean we wait we watch and we work mm it's not just sitting twiddling our thumbs we wait we watch but we also work and we fulfill our assignment where we are that helps me daily we work wait we we wait we wait we watch and we work wow that's speaking about waiting for his return it's the next podcast mm. we're going to segue into it okay. which is matthew 25 in the parable of the 10 virgins wow. as they waited for the groom to return for the wedding
0: okay
1: we're going to go into it and it's going to be awesome
0: i'm excited man i feel like this message is just it's so weighty you know it's it's very thought provoking but it's good because to make it a reality you have to renew your mind you know to really live this yeah. out you know it's hard to do you know it,
1: so Jesus said in Matthew 11 come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden or burdened, and take my yoke upon you. Learn of me for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest to your souls. Wow. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. God wants me and you to rest in him. Mm-hmm. Stop striving and struggling you can't work it out and make it happen
0: mm.
1: he will give you what you need to fulfill the assignment and it won't be burdensome and it won't be too heavy you'll enjoy it
0: right yeah it's like we're we're not merely like humans having a spiritual experience but we're quite the opposite we're spiritual beings having an earthly experience yes to yeah. glorify him yeah. No. yeah.
1: Yeah. That's so it. So
0: good. It's so good, Ernie.
1: Yeah. So I I speak rest over our listeners today. I feel like a breath of fresh air is coming to you. You just need to breathe. Mm. Because in your breathing you're going to experience a refreshing a fresh breath of air, mm-hmm. but it's the spirit of God is coming
0: spirit mint spirit mint (laughs) (laughs) it's a minty spirit there we go (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: and and I I say that um, with um, authority okay because coming into your identity your true identity in Christ is, is a whole process yeah it, it it evolves it and 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 it's it comes in dimensions sometimes and wow. and in definition so the lord explained to me and helped me understand who i am in another degree uh with the phrase uh apostolic consultant mm. and that's not okay. in the bible right okay but i understand consultant because i'm a, a nonprofit consultant, consultant right. and right. i do consulting but the Lord helped me understand that's, that's who you are apostolically. That's why I led you into that particular field and skill and uh, technology and tools. Wow. So that you could come alongside and consult people and help them with their nonprofit organizations. But it's not just for non-profit organizations. It's for the kingdom. Mm. It has to do with with kingdom assignment and kingdom economy. And it all starts to work together, you know. Uh, Real estate is kingdom. Territory, are you kidding? Look at it. Real, yeah. You know, sometimes we're in it and don't recognize, oh, that's why I do this. Right. That's why this is but I spend a lot of time and investment. You know, it's not just to put bread on the table or to feed me, to clothe me.
0: It's a higher purpose.
1: It's part of who God made me to be. My domain. It's a domain. That's right. And I carry solutions in me and strategies because of it. It's part of my design. So I need to tap in and ask Holy Spirit to give me a creative Innovative ideas, wow!
0: <laughs>
1: they will work. Wow! They may be contrary to what's happening with the economy and the government today, with the high interest rates going up right, and all of right, that. Right. Yeah, that's real. But you're connected to a higher source.
0: Man.
1: <laughs> anyway. That's good. I brother. just want to go ahead and and just again breathe that <laughs> breath of fresh air. Amen to our listeners receive the holy spirit it's not a one-time experience right. you need to encounter the holy spirit and drink them in Amen. drink in the spirit of god yeah.
0: blessings blessings to you guys we thank you for joining us wherever you are um like ernie mentioned earlier the spotify listeners um we may occasionally have polls up on our um episode so if you can kindly leave feedback or answer the questions we would definitely appreciate it um ernie and i have been bouncing ideas around for the podcast um so you may see questions on there regarding that um but uh we thank you so much we couldn't do it without without you guys if you'd like to sew in it 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 helps the podcast it helps the production helps the equipment helps ernie helps i and we love you guys so much for it um Uh, We speak blessings over you. Bye-bye.